Father, thank you, Father. Let's just thank him tonight. Amen. He's so worthy, so worthy, so worthy. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for life. Thank you for life tonight, Father. We bless you. We honor you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. Amen. God is good. Well, we are tonight finishing our series. Um, Well, actually, it was the theme we had for the month of April and May. And it was wealth and wellness. And on Wednesday nights, we've been talking about living well. And I've got a I got a bang up message tonight <clears throat> to end this series with. Amen. And and <clears throat> actually I started preaching this message about three o'clock this morning. As I woke up, I was preaching it. And God gave me three prophetic statements in what I'm going to share with you tonight. So you need to take notes and write this down because this is this is, this is more of everything that's preached from the Word is prophecy. God's Word is prophecy. It's not, prophecy just isn't something that you, that, that a prophet speaks directly to other people. But, but God's Word, when we speak the Word of God, we are speaking as the oracles of God. Because we're declaring what He says is so. And so, but, but when God gives you something... In, in a moment to say and to put out there, um, it's even more worth taking note of. I'm not saying that the other isn't, but I got about three statements tonight, um, and, and in the statement, some explanation about why we're well, why the Bible says that we are healed, why we're whole. We're not, I've said this Many times over the last couple of months, we're not the sick trying to get well. We are the healed, and sickness and disease has no right to remain in our bodies. And we have to believe that. Amen? So, tonight, I'm going to start out with making a statement that I've made for a while. I've heard this statement uh, spoken from different people through the years, but over the last few months, I've been saying it. Every day, I've been reminding myself of this every day, and as I've been doing that, revelation's been coming to me about what it means. But I've said this to you a number of different times over the last few weeks. Never underestimate the power of the spoken word. Never underestimate the power of the spoken word. Now, this is a thought I had when I woke up this morning. No, no, no. No, it wasn't this morning. It was two mornings ago that I had this thought. <clears throat> you, you will never be able to measure how safe and productive that your life is if you speak the word over yourself. You'll never be able to measure how successful that you are today because you speak the Word. What does that mean? 
What that means is, the only way to be able to tell that is if you didn't do it. There's no way to measure that. See, because the devil works overtime trying to get us to think that the Word of God is like a magic show. I'm going to speak something, I'm going to confess something, and it's going to come to pass instantaneous, and if it it doesn't, then it's not working. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. When I say that, there is power that's working in that because it is the seed of the Word that houses all the ability for what we want to see to happen. And if I don't say things like that on a day-to-day basis, then I'm not planting it. Anybody ever had seeds that you were going to plant? You may have had tomato seeds or cucumber seeds or whatever. And as long as they're in your hand, they're not doing anything. And yet, the ability is in the seed of itself to produce after its own kind. And the only way that that seed will start is if you put it in the ground. The only way that the seed of the Word, listen, listen, the greater one lives in somebody today because God said it does. But if you're not declaring that over your set, you can know it up here, but it's not working for you. Because you're not planting the seed in the ground and then all the nutrients from the soil that cause that to happen, they begin to happen. But if you're not planting and then watering what you're planting, it's not going to produce. And you're ne- you'll never be able to know how well that you are today and how protected that you are today in your life. There's no way to measure how successful and well and prosperous and on top that you're living today because you speak the word. The devil works overtime to remind you of what hasn't happened yet, and so that means that the Word is not working. It's a lie. It's an absolute lie from the pit of hell. The Word is, but the Word works in me, and it works on behalf of my life because I sow it and I water it. And here's the process. I speak the word, I begin to believe the word, and then I begin to speak what I believe, and it produces the results. I'm going to say it again. I speak the word or sow the word, the seed of the word of God. Sower sows the word. If you don't understand this concept right here, you'll never understand anything else because you won't have revelation and the wisdom of God giving you instruction about how to walk something out. Well, I'm just waiting on God to do everything. No, God's already done it all. He's already done everything. I'm telling you today, God's done everything. Only thing that's missing is what He's done to become revelation in my life. one negative circumstance can throw most people off and throw all of us off at different times in our life depending on what it is. You may have victory financially, but where health and healing is concerned, you've, you've not seen it because you don't have the revelation because you've not sown the word concerning your health. The Bible says that the word of God is medicine to all of my flesh. I I. I 
quoted several things that I speak over myself, over my family, over you all every day. Uh, Every single day I speak the word this way, and I say over myself, over my family, over my church family, that these things are working. When I say those things and I put them in the ground, they're working on your behalf. Every single time it comes out of my mouth, something new is happening because the power for results is in the seed going in the ground, and when it's in my heart and I'm believing it, then all of a sudden... I may be praying in other tongues, and I've been speaking those kind of things, and all of a sudden, Joey's face comes to me. Father, I just thank you for that. Or somebody else's face, or my wife, or one of my children, or one of my extended family members. I have an uncle that's been attacked in his body, and last couple of days, I've just been seeing him and declaring the word, and the word is working. I believe that there's a number of people that I speak the word over on a regular basis that may not even be here today if it wasn't for the words that I'm speaking because they don't have any revelation. But what I'm going to show you here tonight is, in these last few verses of Scripture that we're going to talk about these passages, is that Jesus, His whole ministry was was a teaching demonstration meeting. For three and a half years, His life was a teaching and a demonstration meeting. Very rarely, actually, I think think this is actually true, that there's not one account of anything manifesting and happening in someone's life that Jesus hadn't already taught either there or somewhere close. He taught, and then there was demonstration. But the demonstrations that he operated in were, were, were... they, the demonstration, and I'm going to read to you several verses of Scripture in a moment, but so many times he would try to get people to not talk about what had happened as a result of him. He would say, now, now, now go and don't tell anybody. Was the first thing they did? they go tell people. Why, 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 why would he say that? Why would he tell people not to? Because it wasn't about what he could do. He was training us to understand that he was going to leave pretty quick, and we needed to get it, and if we don't get it, then what happened when he was here wouldn't happen with us. Several times in the history of the planet that we know, the gospel has tried to be squelched and and just, just removed, but there's too much seed planted. See, see, even when it looked like there's been some dark times, no, there's too much seed planted. And when, when you and I get this thing on the inside of us like we've never had, that every time I speak the word, that word is working for me. And when I speak it, what's happening is it's developing my belief system so that when I speak things in faith, I get what I say. So I said all that, and now I'm going to back it up with every one of these verses of Scripture. Amen? So make sure to take these verses of Scripture and go look at them. Our our foundation Scripture was 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, as your mind is renewed, as your thinking changes, right? And so tonight, 
I'm, I'm leaving you with several things that, that I just believe will be greater insight for your revelation of the fact that you are well. You, you never can help someone else to be well if you're not well. Never. God wants us well because he created us well and then sickness came and then he sent the answer for it and so now we're we're in his mind the way he created us before Adam and Eve messed it all up in the garden through the blood of Jesus that's the way he he sees you and I well and God wants greater revelation to come to us day to day. I don't care what's happened in the past. I don't care what's happened in our lives. I don't care what's ever happened to anyone else. I'm meaning, I don't, not that I don't care what's happened. I'm saying it doesn't matter when it comes to you developing faith in what God's Word says. That's what's vital. We can't let other circumstances affect us from being able to believe the Word of God. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Luke chapter 4. And verse 31. Luke chapter 4 and verse Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbaths. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt hurt him. Then they all were amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is. What what kind of a word is this? What, What is this that he's doing? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the report about him went out into every place, In the surrounding region. They were astonished because what he said came to pass. They'd never seen anybody say something and it actually come to pass. That concept right there is what you and I have to gravitate to and we have to get a hold of and we have to make it our own. Because it works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. God's saying to you and I individually, we are the healed, but we have to embrace this revelation right here that what we say will never come to pass if we're not, as we've talked about in the last few weeks, if we're not sowing the seed of the word in our life on a day-to-day basis. Again, this is the process. I'm sowing to believe so that what I say comes to pass. 
And when, I'm, when I have that and it's, and it's a part of me, nothing can stop it. Th- th- think about it. Just, just close your eyes for a minute. <clears throat> I declare right now, in the name of Jesus, over everybody in the house, I declare that by the stripes of Jesus, that your body is well in Jesus' name. I, de- I declare today that God sent his word And he healed you and delivered you from any destruction of any kind whatsoever in the name of Jesus. I declare it. God sent his word and he healed each and every one of you in the house right now. What what, what am I doing? I am sowing and declaring the word, okay, in a general way. I'm sowing it. I'm releasing the word just in a general way. Everybody put your hand on yourself. Say, I'm, the, I'm healed in Jesus' name. We're declaring what the Word... Listen, did something just happen? No, no, I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about did some... Because I walked through the aisles right there and I touched people. I'm not talking about did the circumstances change. I'm telling you something happened because of the seed of the Word that is being spoken. The devil wants you to believe like a... Like, because if it doesn't work like a magic show, then it's not God. We're sowing the word. I'm sowing it right now so that you get in a place of believing the word so that when you declare the word like he did in this right here where he commanded that unclean spirit to come out, it came out. We get what we say when we believe that what we say is going to happen when we say it, not when we see it. It's just, that's, that's God's way. It's the kingdom of God. That's the way the kingdom operates. That's the way God thinks. And you will never, through circumstances or situations, you will never get God to change his way of thinking because of your circumstance. Ever. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes, never will. So we've got to do it his way. Way. Can you say amen? Acts 10 38. Actually, let's go back to verse 34 and then read up to 38 here. I'll give them a minute to back up. You got 34? Look how fast they are. Then Peter opened his mouth and he said, In a truth I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. This is after the cross. The word which God sent to the children of Israel preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all, That word you know which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, and this is what it was, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because he was the Son of God. Absolutely not. That's the point he was trying to get over to them. This isn't about me. These things are happening because 
I spent 30 years of sowing the word on the inside of me to to develop a belief system. And now, in these three years of ministry, because God is with me the same way, everybody say, God is with me tonight. God is with us. If you're born again tonight, I'm telling you, God is with you. And he did all these things that we read about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He did these things because God was with him, same way God is with us. But he did them as the perfect example of what you and I could follow after. We had to have, humanity needed to know that we didn't have to live this life of bondage like we were under before then. There wasn't a miracle in, what, four or five hundred years previous to this time. At least. Not, no miracles. No manifestation of God's power. It all hinged on God loving the world so much that he gave the best of heaven. And then what he gave became flesh. And that flesh in the garden had to make a choice. God, if there be any other way... Let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. The greatest act of submission to what the will of the Father was that we've ever known. And as we submit to that ourselves, we get the same results. Man, I'm not here by myself. You're not here. We're not here on our own. We're empowered by God. We can see the same exact results. And I'm telling you, the devil's working overtime every day to convince you that the word doesn't work in your life. And I'm telling you, it works. Listen, the word works. Whether you and I get involved in it or not, the word just works. It's already proved itself. It's, it works because it's already been worked and it's already been completed. Now you and I have to get this revelation on the inside of us. Amen? Luke 8. Luke 8 and verse 22. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched... And as they sailed, he fell asleep, and a windstorm came up on the lake, and they were, filling, they, they were filling with water and were in jeopardy, and they came to him, and they woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're perishing. Then he arose, and he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm, but he said to them, sorry, guys, I was just really tired. No, he rebuked them. Why would, why would, I mean, these guys are just learning. Why would he rebuke them? Where, where is your faith? Why would he rebuke it? Because this whole thing wasn't about him. It wasn't about, you know, let, let's, uh, I, I know right where, he la- right where they launched. I've been right there at the Sea of Galilee where they launched out to go to the other side. And then the story continues In other passages, when they got to the other side, the things that they did when they got to the other side, I've been right there. And and what they could have done is they could have set up a, you know, a a tent out out, out on the shore and and paid to get, you know, and, and got people to pay to hear the story and find out all about what Jesus did. It wasn't about bringing the people to find out about how the wind stopped. I want you guys to get this thing. 
If God tells us to go to the other side, I don't care the storm that comes. We're going to the other side. Come hell or high water, and we have the authority to command it to stop. We have the authority to command certain things to come down and stop in the moment. Amen? Those things have no right and no authority whatsoever to operate against us. Amen? And that's, what he was, that, that, that's why it was such a big deal. He said, where's your faith? They were afraid and they marveled, saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. He's already told them who he was. I am who I said and I'm here for you. He didn't come to become something he already was. He didn't come to the earth to become the son of God. He already was. He came to the earth to become the son of man. Our elder brother who was going to show us what it looked like. And now I want you to walk in the same things that I did. And he said, even greater works will you do because I've gone to the Father. But we've got to embrace it. Now listen to me. If you and I, there have been times in my life when I went couple of really difficult things that my wife and I walked through over the last 40 years, a couple of really difficult times, I felt like I was caving in. I felt like I wasn't going to make it in the natural. Not like I was going to physically die, but the pressure that I went through a couple of times in the last 40 years. There were times like that. And every single time that I was in a place where it seemed like I wasn't going to make it, what was missing? Me confessing and declaring the word every day because the devil was trying to convince me over time that it wasn't working. Why? Because of what I see. See, faith is the substance of the thing that you're hoping for, the evidence of the thing you don't see yet, and when you believe that it happens because you got it on the inside, then it's going to happen. But what produces it on the inside? It's what's in the seed itself. See, it's not me trying to be a believer. The more you try to do stuff, man, the worse it's going to get. Quit trying to do anything. Right? Let the seed of the Word empower you to become a doer of the things that you desire to do. Or the, the, be a doer of the things that it takes to see the things manifested that you want to see manifested. Listen, God will give you the desires of our, your heart, my heart, our hearts. He will and does give us the desires of our hearts. But they don't come to us if the character of the heart, the soil of the heart is not developed and there's not seed in there that's producing. Anybody ever planted a seed and the next day you ate the fruit? No, that's why he said, if you don't understand the parable of the sower, there's seed time, there's everything in the middle, and there's harvest time, right? And if two weeks in, you get discouraged, man, I hadn't seen, I hadn't even seen a little spriggly thing over here. Look at, look at the neighbor over there, man, their stuff's all coming up and mine's not doing a thing. I've watered it, I've put all kinds of stuff on it, I'm watching it every night, I'm getting up in the morning, I'm doing the things I need to do. How long have you been doing it? For two weeks. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many people that I've heard say things like that about doing the work. Well, man, I've been after it, I mean, like the whole month. Okay, don't quit. And in 10 years from now, tell me you hadn't quit. 
doesn't mean everything takes 10 years. But it doesn't matter. When you've got it on the inside, it doesn't matter. There are things that have been birthed on the inside of me that are coming to pass. You know when? As we're speaking. What day? This day. They're coming to pass this day. Some of those things that I said are coming to pass today, I've been saying for a couple of years are coming to pass today. If you ever lose sight of that, because that's the way God thinks, it will never work for you God's way. God's thinking way. See, people, people want to hope that, you know, they're going to go through life and they win a few victories, and I just want to get to where I don't have to live by faith. That's a dangerous place. That's a horrible place. Doesn't mean that living by faith is living hand to mouth, you, you know, I mean, from day to day and, you know, struggling to rub two nickels together and ha- have enough to, to pay your bills. And no, 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 that, that, that's not, that, that has nothing to do with it. If you're in that place and you're developing faith in that area, God wants to supernaturally bless you and get you to overcome that, get out of debt and all those kind of things. But that doesn't mean the next thing you do is going to be something that you can actually afford. Because God may say, you know what, I want you to do this. I want you to do it this way. I want you to sow this into this or do, because God is constantly in continuous seed time and harvest time. Continuous. And that's where you and I have to learn to live and be on the receiving end of all that God has because I want the manifestations. How about you? I I want things manifested, not just talking about manifestations. And in the last few years of my life, through some difficult times in, the, in days past, I've seen some amazing manifestations that in the natural, there's no way I can even connect the dots. It's God. Get out of the dot connecting business. Hmm? If all your ducks are in a row, shoot some of them down. Huh? Knock some of them out of the way. Let, let God reveal to you what the days ahead are going to look like in how you're going to believe him and, have, and ha- have patience for him to produce in your life. Amen? God wants us well and he wants us prosperous. But we'll never become well and prosperous his way if our thinking doesn't change and line up with what I'm talking to you tonight. has to line up with this and we have to embrace it. Can you say amen? amen. Matthew 17 This passage and one more, Matthew 17 and verse 14. <clears throat> when, they had come, when they had come to the, mul- uh, to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your faithless disciples, but they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, sorry guys, I, I got it covered. No, because it wasn't about him. It was about them getting it. His whole ministry, three and a half years, was a teaching and a demonstration meeting that went on like 24-7 for three and a half years. Because he had very little time to get this stuff inside these guys. And then at the end, they all forsook him. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, they all left him. And, and I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing with them because I, I did, I've done the same thing. In, in difficult times, it was like I forsook the word. I backed away from the word because maybe I thought in the midst of something that worrying was going to help me better than speaking the word. But 40 years later, and through thick and thin and many difficult times and situations and things that come again, see, see, the persecution comes because of the word. And see, when, when, when you know who you are and you know whose you are, then you're not, you're not moved by persecution. Because yeah. persecution is part of it. You know, when, when everything's good, rejoice. But when everything's not so good and there's persecution, you rejoice. Because you realize he is the strength and the ability to cause me to overcome in anything that I face. But daily, no matter whether it's good or not so good, daily, I am sowing the seed of the word into the ground of my heart. My ears are hearing it. My eyes are seeing it. My, my five physical senses are aware that I'm, uh, that, that I'm engaging into this on a day-to-day basis. I can actually, I'm speaking the word, and I can actually feel myself speaking the word. I feel it. My body's feeling it. My body's aware that I'm doing something that's going against the grain of most people. And I'm talking about most Christian people. And, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying that, you know, maybe there's a whole bunch of Christian people out there that, that, that aren't affected by this. But I'm just talking in the world that I'm in, most Christian people do not watch what they say out of their mouths. They don't. They say whatever they want and think it's no big deal and it's not going to matter. No, it matters. Where is the power of life or death? It's in the tongue. It's in what I say. Where your life is concerned, it's in what you say. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Listen, life and death for you are not even in the power of God. What? (laughs) Life and death are in the power of what you say that God says is so. Because he's already set your life up to live in the fullness and not be destroyed or into destruction. He's already set it up. It's already done. So it's not in God's hands whether you live in life or death, meaning in blessing or destruction in this life. It's not in God's hands. He put it in yours. All authority, Psalm 115, all authority was given to the sons of men. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness of the earth, but he gave authority in the earth to the sons of men, and he gave it to Adam and Eve, and they gave it away, and he took it back through Jesus Christ. He never took back what he gave. Never. You and I have been given full authority to operate in this earth, and it's through the power of what we say that causes a belief system so that what we say by faith comes to pass just like our elder brother Jesus. And that's the way he wants us to see him. He's our elder brother. He went before us to set the stage for you and I to live on the earth the way he lived here. Can you say amen? Verse 17. 
Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Not just faithless, but perverse. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out. The child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately, and he said, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, Because of your unbelief. Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, if you'll just say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except through prayer and fasting. What is that prayer and fasting talking about? About consecration, about consecrating your heart to the will of God and doing it God's way. You have faith as a mustard seed. You say, it'll come to pass. And you keep saying until you see things come to pass because faith and fact, they will connect. God said that to me this morning. Write that down. Faith and fact will connect. And I'm saying that, listen, you might sit there and say, okay, so, so what does that mean? I'm saying that to people here tonight that you are seed planters and I'm telling you that the facts of your faith will connect in the natural and it won't be just you're believing for something to happen. It will become a fact. Because he said, faith is the substance of the thing that you're hoping for, the evidence of what you don't see yet. And the power to accomplish that is just in the seed of the word itself. I mean... The seed of the word, it'll change your thinking. The seed of the word will change the way that you think. Can you say amen? He said, if you become a sayer, then you'll be a reaper and nothing will be impossible to you. Say that. Say it again. Come on, say it again like you mean it. Nothing will be impossible to me. When you become a seed sower that is believing what he says, nothing will be impossible to you. So listen, I mean, folks, this is so elementary. I'm not saying that in a critical way. I'm saying it's so elementary. He made it so simple. But man, you got to get your thinking, your stinking, ridiculous, backwards thinking, thinking like the world thinks. You got to get it removed. And what you've got to get established is the way he thinks. And it comes by the confession of the word. Can you say amen? Mark chapter 5, and I'll end with this. Well, I'm going to end with a confession and then I'm going to end with this. But this is my last verse, last passage. <clears throat> Can't lie. Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. 
And when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait a minute. I want to show you something. I'll come back to that in just a second. Okay. So as I was, as I was. Uh, as I was reading, <clears throat> I stepped even farther away as I was reading that. And, you know, it's just wording like this, and I was stepping back. And, uh, and I was stepping back on purpose because I command my eyes to see clearly. And this is what I say over myself, and I say it over my wife, and I say it over my children, and I say it over this church family. I say this every day. As God was with Moses, so is he with us. Our eyes are not dim, neither are our natural forces less intense or decreasing. When Moses was 120, he passed, and his eyes were clear, and his ears he could hear when he was 120. And I so, so I say this every day. I'll say it again. As God was with Moses, so is he with us. Our eyes are not dim, neither are our natural forces less intense or decreasing. Blessed are our eyes, for they see, and our ears, for they hear. Okay, now, is something happening in the moment with someone's eyes or ears? Maybe, okay? But that's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is for inside here. Because see, when I, when I backed up from this, the wording, I mean, I could see all the way back here. And there was a little time just a little while ago where I couldn't see, and my eyes are changing. You know, my, my eyes are changing where you, you say, well, you're trying to get rid of your glasses. That's not the goal. The glasses have nothing to do with it. I'll wear them. If I'm supposed to wear them, but if I'm supposed to get rid of them, I'll throw them on the ground and crush them. And I'll get rid of them, but it's not about the glasses. Well, man, I got to get rid of the glasses. No, no, don't get, man, don't get under pressure about nothing. Speak the word. Well, you know, I take this medication and I need to get off the medication. That's not the goal. The goal is the word working for you. You're supposed to get off medication for something and you, your doctor's in agreement with it and, and, and you know in your heart that that's what you're supposed to do. You'll do it, but you'll do it in the right way led by the Holy Ghost and the instruction of people that know what they're talking about. You'll do that, but that's not the goal. Even though that can be a heart desire, that can't be the goal. What has to be the goal is that I trust in the Word. Amen. The Word is my healer. I had, to, I had to show you that little example right there of my eyes. That's pretty good. 
getting stronger every day. So are yours. Say, my eyes are strong. Amen. The way, that, the way Moses were, it, God's no respecter of person. Remember what we read in Acts chapter 10. He's no respecter of person. If he did it for Moses, he'll do it for me. Amen. And even more so for me because I have the blood of Jesus. See, Moses had access to that because the blood had already been promised before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, before Adam and Eve, God had already promised the blood. So he kind of had access, but not the full effect, not like you and I. If God did it for Moses, surely he'll do it for me. My eyes are not dim, neither are my natural forces less intense or decreasing in any way, shape, or form. And the more I say that, the more it works for me. I was thinking about Isabel. She was, some things happened in her body and attacked, and I won't go into that because I think I'm going to have her share it at the right time. But things happened to her, and had she not been a doer of the word, uh, listen, don't, don't get me wrong when I say this, okay? Hear what I'm trying to say. I'm not, I'm not judging anything. I'm not judging anybody. It doesn't, that's not what we're about. We're not about if something didn't work the exact way it should have worked for somebody, that that means that they're, that. no, 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 no. It's never about that. But she could possibly not be here today, sitting here. That's how, that's how you know, difficult the situation was. But the word has strength. And, and things worked. And they work for us when we don't underestimate the power of speaking them every day. If you underestimate it, then you're going to, when you don't feel like it, you're not going to do it. When you're mad at someone else, you're not going to do it. That's when you got to do it. You know, when you, when you didn't sleep well, well, you know, I was just too tired to speak the word. Too tired? Huh? Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart, you're able to deal with the issues of life. What in my heart? The seed of the word. And nobody can plant seed for you except you. People can pray for you. They can, see, I plant seed on behalf of you, but nobody can plant seed personally for you except you. When we're suffering, we're going through something, what are you doing when you're going through something? What are you doing with your mouth in addressing the things that you're facing? God just wants you and I to live our lives on top and not underneath. And, and you know what? In 24 hours, you may go through a day where you don't feel like doing any of it. You're mad. 15 people have ticked you off. Situations have happened in the day. But I tell you what, when you lay your head down at night, you know what, Lord, I shouldn't have said that, but I just thank you how great you are. Lord, tonight I just... Thank you that your word is still true to me. I thank you that you've forgiven me. Even that I haven't done everything right today, I just thank you that you've forgiven me. Even in some of those situations. And I, I mean, when you lay your head down that way, and I just encourage you, go to sleep at night with 
teaching, somebody teaching something, speaking word or whatever. Don't, don't go listening to the news and go to sleep and listen to all that trash. Lord, it'll wear you out. You wake up wore out. But you'll wake up more refreshed. And you know what? If there was a day that wasn't so good, man, you're expecting. This is the day that the Lord has made and I'm going to rejoice today. Lord, I rejoice and I'm glad in it. I believe great things are happening in the day. You start the day that way. When you go to bed at night, let the night be that way. Let things overtake you and, and, and comfort you. Live in a safe place. When you trust God, you live in a safe place. And when, you're, when your heart feels safe, I tell you, that the rest of your life is safe. When you're confident in the Word of God, you can go anywhere. Your family members can go anywhere. Your children can go off to school or your children may grow up and they go halfway around the world. They're protected because you believe in the Word and you taught them to believe the Word and do the same thing. You can believe those kind of things and we don't have to become victims of things. We can be, be pushing in and on and live on top and not underneath. And not victims of, of the things that try to wear us out. Uh, I was going to read this passage, but I got over into my example. So uh, I think you go go read it. It's it's uh, <clears throat> you 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 go read it tonight. Mark chapter five, verse twenty one through forty three, and it's it's when. Uh, um, Jairus came to Jesus about his daughter and just everything that happened there. And along the way, it was the woman with the issue of blood, and somebody touched me, he said, and on and on and on. And then they go over there, and he tells the family, uh, she's not dead, uh, she's just sleeping. And they all ridiculed him and laughed and everything. And, and I think it was Peter, James, and John, maybe, that was with him. He took those three and took Jairus and his wife, and they went in there. And he commanded her, he said, daughter, arise. And she rose up. See, but he was confident about what God had spoke to him when they were on the road. It didn't matter there was a delay. There was a little of this and a little of that and it looked like she was passed on and gone on. No, it didn't matter. Because along the way, there was another lesson of teaching that woman with the issue of blood. Your faith is what made you whole. This isn't about me. Don't just be looking to me and that you got to have me for everything, meaning him in the flesh because of the people of that day. He said, I'll be with you in spirit. But he's saying to her, I want you to believe what I said. And that's what God wants us to do today. He wants us to believe what he said. And if we believe what he said, then we'll have what we say when we say it as it's developing a belief system so that when I know it's going to come to pass, it comes to pass the same way with him. I'm not waiting for him to come back down from heaven and go back to the cross and die for me so I can be healed or delivered of a situation. No, he's already done it. I'm getting in a place where I'm lining myself up with what his will is and I'm becoming a believer that if he said it's so, then I'm going to believe it's so, and when I say that it's so, it'll be so because he said it's so, not me trying to make something happen. And listen, the pressure is not on you to conform and you to make everything perfect. The responsibility is understanding the parable of the sower. You sow the word, and you receive the results. And the results is a belief system that you don't have to labor to get. 
You just have to be confident that I am a seed sower for the rest of my life. The Word of God is coming out of me day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night for the rest of my life as it, believe, as it builds this belief system. Listen, when you believe something, huh? if I told Corey I had a million dollars for him and all he had to do was come by the house, hmm? you'd hear that white truck sliding into my driveway. <laughs> right? Why? Because he believed it. You don't have to make somebody do something when they believe it. You make people try to have faith that don't have faith, it's impossible. But I gave you the key tonight how to develop that faith. And I mean, this is what there is to it. This is the kingdom of God living right here when I'm talking to you tonight. And my faith is to believe with you. I want to... I I want to speak I want to speak these couple of things over you tonight. Just close your eyes and listen to me as I say this. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, tonight I thank you for your word. And I declare tonight that myself and my family and my church family are healed. Every organ, cell, bone, and system of our bodies are whole with no malfunction. We don't do cancer, strokes, heart failures, or any other form of disease. Everything is under the blood of Jesus. Every generational curse against us has been stopped. Financial, physical, mental, and emotional, we are redeemed from every curse in Jesus' name. And I said this earlier, but I'm saying it again. As God was with Moses, so is He with each one of us. Our eyes are not dim, neither are our natural forces less intense or decreasing. Blessed are our eyes, for they see, and our ears, for they hear. God's Word says that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Therefore, in the authority of God's Word, we bind every force that has set itself against our financial and physical situations, our financial prosperity, and our physical wellness. We hereby declare all curses against us, null, void, and harmless. We're redeemed from the curse of poverty and sickness, and we are free from oppression of any kind. We now loose the abundance of God and health and healing tonight, and all that rightfully belongs to us, it comes to us under grace in a perfect way, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that your word that, we, that has been sown tonight, the word that has been preached over these last couple of months, the words that these people speak day in and day out in their lives, I believe that their sowing of the word is being overtaken by what they're saying with a reaping of what they're believing for. All the things that they're saying are being overtaken by reaping. I believe that there is a substance that is forming with what is faith and what is fact. What has been fact in the past is a new fact in the future. And it's manifesting on their behalf. Tonight, Father, we honor you 
We bless you. We give you the praise. And I declare this day forward that we are the healed that are living well. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.